everybody! Welcome to Junk Miles, Episode 3! I'm Jeff Lyons, your host. Standing next to me, of course, is Chip Chantry, the other host of Junk Miles with Chip and Jeff. I'm Chip Chantry, the other host of Junk Miles with Chip and Jeff. Yeah. And uh, Jeff, uh, you and I are not the only two people standing here right now. This is great. We have a guest. Isn't that fantastic? I'm pretty excited about this. I read something online, Chip, where you stated, or maybe it was the end of our last podcast, that if you're tired of my voice and your voice, it might be good to stick around because we might have a guest voice coming up soon absolutely we, we have a lot of feedback mostly negative yep. uh, where they want to hear less and less of us so we figured add somebody else to the mix or there'd, or, be, nothing. Or there'd be nothing it's just dead air maybe because we, we could just run just dead air where like we, an ambient podcast absolutely who wouldn't listen to that maybe we'll just have our guests talk the entire time and we'll nod Right. We just nod, aff- affirm, you know, affirming uh, looks, gestures. I think that would work perfectly. Enough talking about the guest. Why don't we introduce the guest, right? Uh, we're lucky. I just, I just nodded, by the way. Nodded. Oh, you're practicing. You're practicing our, uh, our ambient podcast. Uh, yes, our first guest is a uh, very happy to have her. She's a writer, an author. She has written for New York Times, Philadelphia Inquirer, um, Brunner's World. I once wrote for Hooters Magazine. Once wrote for Hooters Magazine, which is important. I was going to get to that. Uh, <laughs> it was early days, okay? Early days. <laughs> She has a new book out called Running a Love Story, which I just finished recently on my vacation. And the word love is appropriate because I loved it. (laughs) You're so punny. (laughs) Guys, this is Jen Miller. Welcome, Jen. Hey, thank you guys for coming out to Collingswood. Yes. Oh, yes. And where are we, Chip? We are in Collingswood, New York. No, that's... Phil. I mean, Phil. I called you Phil. 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 Can I back out yet? Yes. <laughs> Collingswood, New Hampshire. This is uh, Collingswood. We are in beautiful Collingswood, New Jersey right now, just uh, near the beautiful Patco line. And uh, we, yeah, we're very excited to be here, right, right across the river. Jen, tell us a little bit about, before we head out into Collingswood, New Jersey, I would say we're close to the Cooper River, correct or not correct? We are very close to the Cooper River. It's about a mile um, that way, which I know we're podcasting, so that's That's, great. You can can totally see it. And uh, I would take you there today, but it's hot, so we're going to go towards some shade. Yes, we're going to go in a shady room. That is another thing we should probably talk about. I just checked the weather. It's 110 degrees, no wind, humidity 99%. We're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die? Yeah, I, I'm okay with that, though, because uh, we're, in, we're in good company. Oh, there's a there's a train coming past. A train coming past. Yeah, we're very close to the Packer line, which is awesome for you, Jen, because you can go in and out of Philadelphia. Yeah, if I want to. That train's going backwards. Yeah. Uh, I think so. That th- That's not good. No? That's is it good. bad when a train goes backwards? Well, at least it's not like the SEPTA cars, which cracked. So uh, we're, we're in better shape than that. We see a lot of interesting things um we can see the end of the platform here one day a guy just came over and puked over it for a half hour until his train came <laughs> well it's good it was very kind of nice of him not to do it on the train he could have gone for a trash can yeah. and we all heard it because you know it was right there and now there's a light that's blinking into our houses there so maybe that's uh, like a puker deterrent yeah, if you follow Jen Miller on Twitter and Facebook, and I encourage you to do so, it's fun. You get a lot of great running tips. You get a lot of great just insight into writing a freelance person like Jen. And you get a lot of insight into her ongoing war with uh, Port Authority Transit Corporation of New Jersey, correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking on the DRPA about why they put this light there because I can't get an a answer. I actually turned it over to my elected officials who allegedly are going to take care of it. If not, I guess I'll have to break out my fancy anger pen and figure this out. As a writer, you must have some pull when you need stuff done, uh, being a persuasive writer, correct? I'm a 
make a pretty good argument about things. Instead of an angry pen, couldn't you just get an angry hammer and just go up there and just <laughs> knock that light off? You know, it's, it's, um, an, it's an extension cord. I could unplug it, but then magically the cameras that may or may not exist up there would be turned on and I'd get arrested. And then what would my dog do? That's true. And we just met Jen's dog. Emily, the JR, how, how do you pronounce her name? Uh, her name is Emily. That stands for uh, Jack Russell. Okay. And believe it or not, I don't run her Twitter account. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Wow. So what you're saying is she runs her own Twitter account. <laughs> sure. Uh, the person who runs her Twitter account can reveal him or herself when he or she feels ready to. But it's very funny. Understood. Okay, guys. I think enough talk about running. And we're going to run. We're going to talk about Jen's book. And we're also going to talk about the area we're in Collingswood as we run around it. Jen will point out points of interest. And we're going to go for shade. Right, guys? Yes. I'm excited about shade. Okay. I'm going to uh, sign off here in the first segment. And then we're going to get ready for some fun. We're going to start right now. Hi, welcome back, everybody. It's Jeff Lines. I'm in the middle. Chip, you're to my left. I am to your left. And Jen will be to my right, and I'll be passing the microphone back and forth. You ready? What's up? I'm ready. What's up? Now, as we go, we're going to go kind of slow. And Jen, you mentioned that maybe we're going to go look at a plaque by, for one of America's greatest actors, correct? Yes. Well, we're going to turn left here. Um, left. So, uh, Collingswood had a plaque for Michael Landon, yes. who grew up here, and I actually don't know if it is there, because there was a controversy about it. Not that we have a controversy about Michael Landon. No, you wouldn't want to do that. First of all, Chip, do you know Michael Landon? Right. He grew up here in, he was an actor, grew up here in uh, the Collingswood Haddonfield area, yeah. and then he took his family in a stagecoach, <laughs> and they moved out to uh, Central... Uh, you know, the, the uh, Minnesota, the maybe? Minnesota? I think it was the, it was the Minnesota. Yeah, just a small near, town. Near Mankato? I believe it was uh, Walnut Grove is where they moved to. Right. Okay, back to Jen. Sorry. So, uh, there was a plaque to him in Knight Park, which is where we're going. And allegedly it was removed because they were replacing the park. Um, not the park. The playground. Right. What am I saying? I don't have children. I don't know what these things are called. Right. So, um, it was put into storage. And I don't know if it was either put back or stolen, but I think it was found in a dumpster somewhere. Maybe we could turn this podcast into an investigative podcast, guys, where we can just run around, interview people, till we find out exactly where it is. Well, um, or not. You know, I, I do one, I try to do one big investigative story <laughs> a year, and I haven't done it yet because, you know, I had a book come out. Right. This might be it. Goodness, wouldn't this be great? Chip, you and I would be a part of one of Jen's stories. Because Jen, like I mentioned earlier, writes for Choir, New York Times, some big-name publications, Chip. It's not like we're interviewing, you know, the the deputy editor of the Co-Star in Belmar. Right, we should uh, get him lined up, though, who, uh, whoever that oh, I'd is. I'd love to have him. His name's Jerry. Awesome Jerry, guy. Look up Jerry, see if you can do next time. <laughs> so, as Jen mentioned, are you still doing... Any sort of little tour around your books? I know it just came out recently. It came out in March. Thank you, Audi, for letting us go. I am on sabbatical from book tour. Ooh, sabbatical, nice. Because I'm tired. <laughs> I did 15 events in 11 weeks. Oh my God. And most of them involved 
A group run. Oh, so you can't just sit there and be like, people come to me, I'm going to sign a book. They're like, you're a runner, so you have to run with us. Yes, but I did this on purpose because I, this is my third book. Yeah. And with the first two, sometimes I'd go to a bookstore for a signing and nobody would show up. Yeah. That was, now your first two books were like travel guides, I would say, correct? They were travel guides to the southern part of the Jersey Shore. So Atlantic City to Cape May, technically Brigantine to Cape May, but they wanted to put Atlantic City in the title. And they were fun, they were great, but my very first event was in Ocean City. It was at their big block party. Thousands and thousands of people there. Nice. My parents were there. Oh, perfect. I sold zero books. Well, maybe, I mean, is selling books a big part of having, like, a book signing? Uh, sure. Oh, there goes the Mighty Mighty Patco. Chip, now you're also afraid of trains, correct? I'm definitely afraid of trains. I, I, I might have to stop right here and just get in the fetal position for about 15 minutes. Understood. I, I'll catch up with you guys. Okay, understood. Last time, Jen, I took him to the shore and I didn't realize he was afraid of, he was allergic to sand. Yeah. Is he also allergic to road construction? What yeah, is going on here? Road construction. We're going to point us around here. We're going to keep going straight. We're going to follow the line of the Patco until we get to the park. Now, this is Knight Park. It is so named after the Knight family who donated it to the town. There is a incorrect thing that people say that Collingswood is dry or else we'd have to give back the park. Wow, that's weird. That is false. False. Investigative journalism at its best. So my uncle was on the planning commission for a long time. He said, that's just not true. But we are a dry town with a brewery, believe it or not, which unfortunately is close tonight, guys. I'm sorry. And um, our restaurants can serve local wines. Oh. So I don't know how dry we are. Right. But anyway, people say it's because of Night Park, and that's not true. I think they call it a moist town, correct, Chip? I think that's what it is. If it's partially dry, it's just a, uh, you know, if you serve white wines, that's more of a dry wine. I think I think that's how they get through the loophole. Cool. So Collingswood, we're in a moist town. Probably the most well-known moist town in uh, New Jersey. Other New Jersey dry towns, I would say, are uh, Ocean City, New Jersey, dry, correct? Ocean City is completely dry to the point that you can't sit on your porch. Or maybe you can. You can sit on your porch and have a glass of wine, but you cannot walk onto the sidewalk. Wow. And then Ocean Grove, New Jersey, Jen. Which is dry, but you can BYO. Yeah. And I covered the... A couple years ago, Ocean City tried to become a dry town like Collingswood is. Not with a brewery, but BYO. Right. And I compared it to Ocean Grove, which is God's one square mile. Yes. It certainly is. Chip, we ran by there, remember? And they allow BYO and Ocean City over the vote. People are getting fistfights outside of church. What? That's awesome. I mean, it's sad, but any fistfight out of church, fistfight outside of church, is probably the best fistfight out of church you'll see. It's probably one of the craziest stories I ever covered was that whole thing. So, you still do a lot of investigative, journalistic stuff, and you also write books. It's a motorcycle, everybody. They're loud in New Jersey. What do you what, what do you prefer? What it, what was I mean after just writing a book, maybe you're a little tired of the the slog of doing a book. You know the, the I'm tired of the slog of promoting it. So God, I gotta run with these guys outside when it's 110 yeah. degrees. But we don't like to, as I, we mentioned, we don't like to stop. We like to run nonstop. And if for some reason we do stop for you know it's not likely, we apologize in advance. Kidding. Um. Let's cross the street. All right, we're cross the street right here against traffic. We can do this. We're going to... Now, there's a monument, but that's not to Michael Ann. It looks like that's a monument to an eagle. 
Yeah, well, you know, this is the United States of America. Yeah. Land of the free and home of the brave. Um, so we are in Night Park. It's lovely. Yeah, it is beautiful. When I started running, this is where I ran. Because I used to live in an apartment on the other side of the park. And I like it. I still run here quite a bit. Now, Chip, I have to tell you, when we started running, we just started running, right? There was no real impetus besides, hey, it sounds like fun. Right. I'm going to just blow your mind right here. Okay. When Jen first did her first race, she got paid to do it. Are you kidding me? She was We're sponsored not, already. No, sponsored already. I think it was $750. It sure was. So when people say, how much did it cost? How much money would I have to give you to start running? It was $750. Um, it's 2006. The magazine paid me to write, do some crazy fitness thing, which <laughs> running wasn't as popular in 06. The boom happened in 08. And I was going to do this new crazy thing where you train with an online running coach. Wow. Which everybody does now. Yeah, but back then it was kind of unheard of. I don't I think I'd just gotten Wi-Fi in my apartment. That that doesn't I mean I'm a technic I'm a tech idiot, so that right. doesn't mean anything. Well Chip and I just spent twenty minutes before uh talking you're trying to figure out two mics and we couldn't get it working, so we're on to just one mic. Next show, two mics, we promise. So the other thing was that I hated running. So they thought it would be funny. Yeah. Hey! Let's set her out and watch her fail, probably right. those bastards. Right, so because every time I tried to run, it was a day like this. It's disgusting out. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I go out way too fast. We don't do this mall walking pace that we're doing now. Right. Very fast mall walking pace. I mean, we're at about a 640 mile right, right. now, just for the listeners. 640 mall walking pace. Hello. Hi. Um, we're past another runner who's crazy like us, but no yep. microphone. You look like close to death, though. <laughs> Yeah, because we look fabulous. We look pretty good. So, side note, we're going to cut in through here to see if the Michael Landon plaque oh, is actually here. This would be great. You know who would love this? Half Pint, Manly, Albert, the whole gang from uh, Cedar Grove, is it? Not Cedar Grove. Uh, Walnut Grove. Walnut Grove, near the big town of Mankato. Jen, back to you. So, I had a lot of incentive to do well. Yeah. Not just $750, but... You know, somebody goes out to do this fitness thing. Do you want her to fail? Do you want her to fall? Right. No, I killed it. It was great. Yes. And it was a 5K, right? It was a 5K. I ran a 22.12. Oh, my goodness. For your first one ever? Yeah, That's pretty good. I still haven't beaten that. <laughs> I came so close last fall, and I was trying specifically to break it. And I watched the clock flip over, and I went, ah! Oh, that's the worst. I'm no math expert, but I think that's $150 per K. Wow. I believe that's what it is. I think you are an expert, Chip. Don't undersell yourself, your math capabilities, your quick calculations as we're running. I did notice the calculator in the phone. You did, you did notice that. I, I did pull that out real quick, and I did a quick, uh, just, just a quick uh, magic with numbers. <laughs> we're in a shaded area now. I do like this. Yeah. So you crushed it. I did. I finished third in my age group. I got a $5 t uh, gift certificate to a place where tacos were $6 each. <laughs> so basically that's, that's $780 you actually received. For it's just the tally keeps going up. I mean, so pretty much did you expect to make money on every run you did after this? Oh God, no. I mean, it's funny. If I had figured out that I was enjoy, I, if I'd figured out that I enjoyed running sooner, I could have run cross country in graduate school. Right. But by accepting the $5 gift certificate, 
I became a professional runner. That's fantastic. Right, so you would not be eligible because of the, the large chunk of change and the mug. That's what I did. And uh, I got paid $750 and the story never ran. It never ran? Now here's something, if a story doesn't run and you still have, let's say on your old Mac, you still have a $750 run .txt file. Could you like farm it out again just for fun? You know, I never tried to, but I used the notes for the book. Oh, okay, good. So that's why I know all my splits. Now this is this, we're in the park now, yeah, in the playground. Now don't put the phone through it, but seize the button if you hit the button if the water comes out. All right. Here we go. Oh my God, Chip just got missed. Jen's getting misted right now. Why don't you do it, Chip? Oh, this is nice. Yeah, it feels really good. Yeah, that felt good. We just got misted. This is the, uh, it's called the Collingswood Car Wash. Yeah, Jen, that seems kind of like a bad name for this because let's say someone had a few few pops. They saw this, they're driving their car, let's say a smart car, and they come flying through here. Well, you know, one of my neighbors does have a smart car. Do you ever just pick it up or just push it into like the sidewalk or anything? I just take my Jeep and push it gently with my giant <laughs> Wrangler, my giant old Wrangler. Yeah. Um, hi. Hello. How are you? I'd be scared of us, too. We're just talking for an important podcast. Get back here. Listen to up. Oh, she's bored. So this, um, I actually ran, speaking of 5Ks, this is the, the Night Park oh. um, in Night Park. Uh, I actually think it has a, a better name than that. But we did a 5K to raise money to help them um, replace the old park and, and do this. All this safety equipment. This is fantastic. Now, I hate stopping, Chip. Chip, still go. Chip, get back. We're going to take a little break right here because of... Uh, I think I got some mist all over our equipment, so I'm gonna have to dry it off if you don't mind. Okay, Chip's gonna run laps. Jen, we'll be back. And we're back, people. Uh, Junk Miles with Chip and Jeff, episode three with our special guest, Jen Miller. We're in Night Park, and Jen's going to take us on another shady area. And as we're about to run, I just want to ask you guys, uh, first of all, let's start running, and then we will answer the question, do you like to run with music or without music? I don't run with music. At all? No. Ever? Uh, Only if I'm on a treadmill, because people annoy me. Oh, okay, nice. Chip, get over here. I know, you were just doing your laps. Your laps. I, did, I did a couple wind sprints. Uh, as far as music, yes, always music. But I will tell you, uh, once we decided to start doing this podcast, I started listening to podcasts more. While we're doing our podcast? You, you can always tell that I'm a little distracted. I'm listening to Serial Season 2. Uh, really getting really getting uh, pretty rough. So uh, that's that's why sometimes... Time, time. Shoelace incident. We hate stopping, but you know what? Safety is key, and I don't want our guests to fall. Stopped in front of the... Park House. Oh, Park House. Where uh, a gentleman. Please say Michael Landon's grandson is here. No, he's, uh, I believe he's what we would call a hipster. Oh, okay. Who lives there rent free in exchange for fixing it up. Okay. And oh, my God. Fourth of July. We had our fireworks a day late last night, and um, people come here to watch. So it looks, it looks actually, listen, I call him a hipster, but the house looks so much better now than it oh, did yeah. when I moved to town 10 years ago. So. What a beautiful little piece of small town Americana that someone would be like, hey, I'll fix this. Uh, house up for you in uh, in in return for some room and board. Yeah. All right. 
I, I feel like that's what that's how Michael Landon got to start. I, oh. I feel like he fixed up some cabins, decided to go west, and I mean it was more of a barter system back then. And I feel like that's what we're doing here in Collingswood. I know we're we're very Landon heavy on this podcast, but growing up, I loved the show so much, and I loved his hair and I admired his hair so much that whenever someone had a lot of hair in their head, we called it Landonitis. Right? Like it's just too much. Like you need a haircut, you got some landonitis. And by the way, you love the show so much. You you are, of course, speaking of Highway to Heaven. Is yes, of course. And I heard you had a show before that, but I'm not too familiar okay. with that. All right, so we're back running, guys. We're uh, shoelaces secured. We're good. So Jen is Jen hates music, which is weird because I thought she liked music. I, I like music. Listen, speaking of podcasts. Yes. I've been listening to podcasts while running since podcasts, I guess, became a thing, at least in the NPR world. Oh, okay. I listened to, early on. I listened to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Yep. And um, I remember, actually, I was on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I was a contestant. And I remember I was running two blocks from behind here when I got to listen to myself on air. That's pretty exciting. And you wait, waited, and then you told them what? Uh, you hey, probably don't remember. No, uh, I won the rhyme game. Oh, okay, good. What a beautiful town. Sorry. I went running with Peter Sagal once. Oh, wow. We got heckled. Really? And I went running with him again. And then uh, he started following me on the Twitters. Yep. And if you look at my book, there's a nice quote from Peter Hegel. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Is he a local guy? No, he's in Chicago, but... But? But! After my Chicago event, the next day, I went to watch a taping. Oh, very cool. Chip, ever been to Chicago? Uh, I've landed there about 12 times, never been outside the airport. I Uh, it's a nice city. How could you do comedy and not do Chicago? You know, it's just, uh... uh, Are you afraid of wind? Is this another phobia? It really is. Uh, When I do comedy, I need it completely windless, so I just need to go to one of the coasts. I understand. Jen, another fun thing I like to do when we run, just looking at dogs. And most of the places we run, we always we go by dog parks and stuff like that. This looks like a pretty happy dog. We should just do an episode where we just circle an animal shelter at one point. <laughs> but then I'd come home with like four adopted pups. Probably a good thing that my dog doesn't like other dogs, or I'd have about seven right now. I know. Same here. My dog cannot uh, brook any nonsense from other pups, which is sad. But it's also kind of good, because then you can put all your love on the one dog. Okay, another question, guys. Chip Pro Music, Jen, not so much. Wow, running. Um, Chip, do you stretch before runs? I do. I've learned to stretch just a little bit before runs, and then after the runs is when I really try to stretch as much as I should. But I definitely don't do it uh, as vigorously as as doctors uh, say. Doctors say, Jen, I'm waiting to hear this one. The only time I stretch before running, this is going to sound awful, Uh-oh. is when a TV crew comes out to film me. Uh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> because they want to have what's called B-roll. B-roll, sure. So, oh, why don't you stretch for a while? I'm like, oh, okay. Right. But I do, I have, um, I believe I have one leg that's shorter than the other. So yeah, I have I've... some hip problems, so I do use a foam roller on my hip. Yeah, foam roller is a great chip foam roller. Pro foam roller all the way. Love to foam roll. Don't really love to stretch. That it really helps it. By the way, I think we should get some audio B-roll of her stretching. Yeah, that would be just sort of reaching for the sky and touching the toes. I like when you go on runner runners forums and stuff like that, where people are heatedly arguing about stretching and non-stretching, and you can easily settle on the argument. Just like, hey, it's different for different people. Well, I'm writing a big nutrition for runner piece right now, and. They're hard to write because everybody's different, so yes, I can right. eat full-fat yogurt before running and be fine. That would make a lot of people vomit. Yeah, me too. Now, Jen, let me ask you this. Uh, since you're writing this nutrition uh, book, 
uh, what should I eat for dinner tonight? Excellent, excellent question, Chip. Well, I, I believe we're going to a fine establishment known as Tom Fisher's Tavern, <laughs> which has this very unique cuisine known as bar food. <laughs> so I think to replenish all of the yes. stuff we're sweating out, you need something fried and something beer. Okay. Yeah, I noticed like a lot of you know beer runners in Philly and all that. Beer seems to be the after runner. Cool down. Let's replace some important beer nutrients type drink. And I haven't seen anyone really say that's wrong. Well, uh, a couple years ago, I wrote a story for the New York Times about the Fishtown beer runners. Yeah. And until I wrote a story about losing 25 pounds, that was <laughs> the most popular thing I ever wrote for the New York Times. Really? and running and had a great picture of David April. Hi David. Hi David. Hi David. Hoisting a beer in front of all these runners saying to the professor. So and then it became a documentary. Yeah um, our first run Chip and I did together they were playing the documentary out on Schuylkill Banks. Um, remember that Chip? And we just happened upon it. Yeah it, was, it wasn't planned even though we plan out most of this podcast. By the way I did get called out by uh, a, a running uh, a fan of Junk Miles, Ross Curry, who said, did you really just happen upon it or did you just plan this? Wow, Ross, what a question. Yeah. And uh, I had to tell Ross that, uh, no, we, we just happened upon it because a uh, little insider trick, uh, we do very little planning for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, Ross, why don't you get off our backs too, for goodness sake. Wait a minute, I thought the only reason you came here was to talk about Michael Landon, not me. <laughs> I didn't just tell you that on the porch before we started recording. Well, Chip and I originally were like, how can we find out more about Michael Landon for this podcast? I, I guess we got to get Jenny Miller on the podcast. Right. I went to Wikipedia, said famous, tangential people to Michael Landon, and Jen, I think, was the number one hit. Congratulations. You know, there's another book about running in Collingswood called this little thing called the Silver Lining Playbook. Are you serious? Yes, the book was based in Collingswood. Oh Matt Quick and I used to run around this park, not together, but we'd see each other. He's the writer of Silver Lining Playbook? The writer of Silver Lining Playbook. It's fascinating. And we'd wave at each other. Oh. And um, he used to live above the cheese shop. Him and his wife, Alicia, they had a greyhound. Did he carry the Silver Linings Playbook while running? <laughs> no. Oh, goodness. He wrote that book based on what was happening during the Eagle season. Oh. So he was a teacher in Haddonfield. I quit to write, you know, write books. It's a great story. Now, I didn't, I never saw the movie or read the book, but did he do a good Philly accent or <laughs> South Jersey accent? The movie was moved to Ridley Park. Wow, son of a... I know, so... It's funny, people around here are like, oh, of course your book's going to become a movie. I'm like, I think the Silver Lining Playbook set your expectations <laughs> a wee bit high. But in the Silver Lining Playbook, Pat Peoples, I think his name is different in the movie, runs around Night Park. And that's right around Night Park. And, and now we are. Right around Night Park. Wow. It's a pretty great park. This is probably one of the most historic parks for writer runner type people so it's only fitting you and i are here chip yeah you know what i think i'm gonna do i'm gonna go have some bar food then go home and i'm gonna write a hit book tonight i think that's what i'm gonna do well the jury's still out on writing a love story one reviewer didn't like it why she didn't like what happened i would like to point out to your listeners <laughs> that my book is nonfiction. right now i'll point out that the book is first of all i love the structure oh, thank you. starts out with Jen doing a marathon. And then interspersed in between chapters is her progress through the different miles. One to five, six to 10, etc. I thought that was a great way to lay it out. Do you want a tip here? Yes. That's not how I plan to write the book. Did the editor change it? No, 
I had uh, two people who read the book as I was writing it, two friends, a female non-runner right. and a male runner, because I knew this book was going to be marketed to female runners, but I wanted its appeal to be wider. Sure. And at about the same time, at the same spot, they both said, you got to get to the running sooner. Yeah, that's good that you did, I guess, because well, I thought it was a nice hook. And it, it helped the narrative move forward, so... Sorry. That's okay. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna elbow up here. Yeah, oh, right, elbow up. I feel like what we should do is maybe switch sides real quick, just to. Okay, we're gonna switch sides, everybody. I don't want to throw anybody off on here, but now, Jen is to my right. We got Chip Chantry to my left. Jeff Lines center. Okay. Here we go. Oh, we... Up above us looking <laughs> he really, he's kind of like uh, in heaven, I would say, right? Yes. Oh, here's the train again. This train's following us, Jen. This is weird. It's supposed to be on a track. Um. It, it, they heard that I was complaining about the blinking light. <laughs> um, so I said to my editor, I, I thought about what I should do. How do I fix this? How do I fix this? Fortunately, Jen reads about a book a week, and now I'm referring to myself in the third person. Sure. This is what Heat does. <laughs> and I had just read... Jeff agrees. Eat, Pray, Love, yeah. which is a pretty great book, notwithstanding what that book became. A movie? Well... How it became a movement sort of thing. It's a very solid book. She's a... Well, I would say Eat, Pray, Love. The next logical progression would be a movement. Absolutely. You get a chip? That's a joke. I'm going to go to the comedian. How was that? That was, a, that was definitely a joke. Okay. I will say that. Yeah, right. there we go. Sorry, Jen. So uh, I also saw the movie version of Wild, which I'd read before. And they sort of do that flashing back and forth. Yeah. Although they're not chronologically done as mine is. I thought, let me try that, and then that's how it worked. We're gonna go straight here, we're gonna go downtown. Downtown, oh my goodness, this is gonna be great. I'm excited for some downtown. Now, I, I have a quick question for Jen, if that's all right. Uh, I guess most of your budget. All right, great, Jen, uh, now here's a question for you. You write about running, is that correct? I do. Okay, good. Uh, now, and piggybacking on that question, I just wanted to double check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you had mentioned that you got into running in 06, before the running boom in 2008. Now, yeah, how, how would you describe the running boom in 2008? What, did anything specifically happen that year, or was there a big movement or a big thing that happened that, why in 2008 do you think running became so much more popular? Um, there's that train. That's where we need train to go past here. Nobody's gonna- We're gonna wait, we're gonna wait. There was a train going past, so what I, what I did ask is, why 2008, what, did anything specific happen in 2008? The recession. Wow. Um, that was one of the reasons I got much deeper into running, because I was self-employed bought a house, lost half my clients. Oh my goodness. House not worth what I paid for it at the time. Yeah. Fortunately, this lovely town, that's not the case anymore. I'd been through a terrible breakup with someone who had a problem with alcohol and was not very nice to me, who left me for someone he said was younger and hotter. That's not then, nice. But then told me he'd keep me in the top eight of his MySpace friends. Oh my goodness. They're nice very, yeah. uh, I, I declined. Okay, good. He declined uh, the uh, MySpace friend request. So, my grandfather died. And then, you know, the recession was sort of the cap. And that was around the time where registration into the Broad Street Run jumped by 67% in one year. Wow. Hello. Um, but happier things, look at my downtown. Beautiful, you got a Sabrina's, the greatest cafe in Philly area now in Collingswood. Enough, uh, we're, we're doing this on a Wednesday evening. There's actually already people lined up for brunch on Saturday. That is so, I guess, is one of these kind of, you know, young people want to get their good seat. Chip is actually in line. Chip, get back here. I just, I just want to get some pancakes real quick. All right, he's got to lift carbo load. Uh, we're going to actually take a little break right now because we're on a main street 
and it looks like there's a karate school session coming out. I don't want them to think that we're running towards them in an aggressive fashion. So we're going to take a little break here. Collingswood Main Street. See you. And we're back, people. We're on Main Street, Irving, and the cross, no, what is it called? Irving and Haddon Avenue. Haddon Avenue, which is kind of like the Main Street of Collingswood. If we took this all the way up, let's say, we probably will just for fun after run all the way up, we would go into Haddon Field? We would first go into Haddon Township, and then we would go into Haddon Field. And then the road would end, as all roads do. Roads do end. It's very sad. It's, uh, It's about two miles down to Haddon Field from here. Fantastic. And they're all really nice towns. But what's kind of like the expensive, like, she-she one? Haddonfield. Haddonfield. Okay, that's like... And is this like the main street that we'd run into where it gets real she-she? So we would run into King's Highway, which was named after the king during the uh, Revolutionary War. Elvis Presley. King Haddon. Yeah. Oh, I, king, king Haddon. Yeah. Oh. Hello. Sorry. Oh, how are you? It's closed. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, Sorry. This That's a great store, actually. It's our little health food market. Speaking of uh, great stores, I saw a T-shirt in a in a shop right down the street that uh, was a "She Hates Me" T-shirt, which is a, a band locally from Collingswood, I believe. Yes, they Just play a, here often. Yeah, that's a play on words. He hate me, the uh, old uh, football player. We we got a we got a Collingswood celebrity coming up here. Oh my goodness, this is great. I'm a, this is Ben Garvey. Ben Garvey, the Ben Garvey. Ben Garvey. He a runner. Created a uh, a thing where you could put how much you spent on your wedding into it. What? And then it would tell you how much you would have now if you had bought Apple stock instead. Get over here, Ben Garvey, you son of a gun. Hi, I'm Jeff Lyons. We're very sweaty. We would shake hands and all that. Chip Chantry. We uh, we do a running podcast where we uh, chat while we run during the running podcast. And we interview famous people only from Collingswood. Well, I, I really think this podcast has just been a way for them to talk about Michael Landon, which we have done quite a bit. The, the memorial. Is it there? Did we miss it? I think it's near the old playground, like the little playground. See, I thought it was like stolen. And I see, I'm a bad reporter. This is terrible of me. But we ran around the playground and we went into the car wash, the Collingswood car wash. Yeah, now, have you oh, have right. you, you have been to the Michael Landon plaque memorial? I feel like I have been there. I think it's near the old playground, the little one off to the side. Okay. Yeah. Right. Ben, ben has kids. He knows these things. I, I'm I'm a terrible person. You hit all the uh, playgrounds in the air. What's the best playground around here? Uh, definitely Knights Park. Knight Park is yeah, that's what we just saw. That's an awesome park. That's like people run there who write books. People who run raise money to build it, too, which is cool. Yes, we did. I ran that 5K. I think I might have won something. That was not the 5K I ran where I lost first place because somebody cut the course. Cheaters. In the town 5K. They, the, like, the they She cut the corner twice on the corner of the park. Who was it? I don't know. But at I least it didn't it. bother Jen. You know, at least she got over it years later. It hasn't bothered her one bit. Me and bother me. We can probably look it up on that site that posts all the scores of all the races. And the good thing is, like, Jen wouldn't include it in maybe an upcoming book, right? Called The Woman Who Cut Corners The Oral History of Adden, uh, Collingswood's Most Famous Cheer. Yeah, 4.9K. Just I think that's what you call it. That's what she did. Ben Garvey, are you a runner? Uh, occasional runner. You but run. you're, you're chasing kids around more now, right? A little bit. Yeah. Ben also bought my car. He bought my Honda Civic. I've gotten multiple offers to buy it though. Really? It's running, I actually was thinking of, right I was, I, I want to move to a house with a driveway and I want to get a second car that actually has a, a roof and a trunk. I drive an old Jeep Wrangler and I thought, I wonder if Ben would sell me my car back. Ben, what's, baby, Chip, what do you think right now? Maybe this is going to be a deal-making podcast. I think we can wheel deal. I think it's very odd that people come up to you 
for your Honda Civic and they just offer you money for it. Because I have a Honda Civic, never once happened. That must be a nice one. I have Jen's sorority sticker still on the car. Okay. So on the back, I can get into any sorority party I want to. Right, and you're just like rolling one over now and you're like, yo, go Alpha Phi, right? And people are like, yeah. And you're just like, Delta Zeta. Delta Zeta. I, I get that mixed up. Two great sororities. I might add. Um, yes, yeah, so we picked the hottest day of the year to run. So I think we're doing pretty well right now. Well, hotter, you think? Yeah. Well, you know, those those beers at Tom Fisher's will be stale by then because that's where we're going after this. What's your opinion of Tom Fisher's? Where she taking us? I've only been there once a long what? time ago before. It such a dad. Oh, yeah, it caught before it caught on fire, though, yeah. Oh. So I haven't been there since. So. We could have some excitement going on there. Yes. All right, we're going to head out, and it was great meeting you, Ben Garvey. Oh, wait, wait. Can we ask you just one more question yes. about the DePace Sports Museum? Oh, God, yeah. been there, right. Can we, uh, I, what kind of sports do they, uh, uh, do they, do they highlight? You're, you're stepping exhibit? into a pile of something here. Is this really? Sports collectibles, including the whole museum itself, is for sale at this yeah, point. Yeah, he, he did this and then immediately put it up for sale. So is it, is it a functioning museum at this point? Can we go inside if, we, if it were during hours? Uh, I don't know. I think the available 6,500 square foot uh, plaque on the front of the door might tell, give us the answer. I, 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 th I think you're right. So I guess we couldn't do that. So, I mean, it looks like a very nice museum where we could go in and see some collectibles, but he just, he decided to opt out. The Ionic uh, columns, is that Ionic, Corinthian, or Doric? I'm really not sure. I'm saying Corinthian. The I believe what you're looking for is tacky. Yes, I was going to say, it's a bit much for very quaint downtown um, Collingsdale wood. Collinswood. Collinswood. All right, we're... we're controversies right now. All right, Ben, we got to get running. We're going to... I think we're going to get some water, run a little bit more, and then go to Tom Fisher's. If you want to come, I'll tell you. Say, sorry, kids. You're putting yourself to bed tonight. Daddy's going out drinking. All right. All right. See you guys. Good seeing you. Nice meeting you. All right, we're back to running, guys. This is what happens when you go to, like, small-town America, beautiful town like Collingswood. You meet friends. You go buy cabinets to Collingswood. Probably your number one go-to place for, for cabinets. Chip, where would you go if you wanted jewelry at uh, Collingswood? I usually go to McGarry's Jewelry and Gifts. What about records? I go to Inner Groove. That's always a great place. What about Gourmet Popcorn? I go to Gourmet Popcorn Creations. That's always that's my go-to. Let's say you were into learning, playing, and growing. Where would you go? Go to ex uh, ex Extraordinary Ed. How, how long can we keep this going? If you wanted to rent... <laughs> So, uh, where would you go for antiques? I'd go to Ellis's. Ellis Antiques. And where would you go, go for toilet, toilet, seats. toilet seats? I'd go to uh, Haddonfield Toilet Seats. Is that uh, Weinstein, love your bath and kitchen, toilet seat outlet. I don't even know what that's called, and I live here. We're going to go straight. Straight. And we're back, people. And if you be buried in Collingswood, you go to Foster Funeral Home. Oh. oh, you mean like literally buried, like interred. Foster Funeral Home. And there's a great barber who has fabulous World War II tattoos. Or Korea. Right. And my friend went and got his hair cut there, and I said, you know, you realize he probably cuts the hair of the corpses. And he went, what? I said, it's attached to the funeral home, buddy. Let's, just, let's just hope he sticks the scissors in that blue liquid between uh, cuts. <laughs> That's a pretty good gig for a barber. Very little complaints. Yeah. Right? They're, you not just, so, they're not so chatty. Not so chatty. You just get it done. The tips are probably awful, though. Frosted tips, you mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. Frosted like some, everybody gets frosted tips? I think that would be great. If, if you were somebody who went through your entire life and didn't have frosted tips, something tragic happens, you die, they, they frost up those tips for, uh, for your viewing. Everybody knows. Everybody you got frosted tips, and then you all go out one night, and that person shows up, and he's like, hey, everybody. Oh, we're taking it right here. Jen, frosted tips, yes or no for a guy? No. no. My little brother in high school got frosted tips, and we still make fun of him, and he's in his 30s. What's your brother's name? Frosted Mike. Frosted 
Mike. He's of course named after Michael Landon, is that right? Here's something fun, guys. Jen wasn't born in Collingswood. She was born in a town that has the same name, kind of a town I was born in. Jen, where were you born? Belmar. With two B-E-L-L-M-A-W-R. Chip, where was I born? You were born in Belmar, B-E-L-M-A-R. And what does that mean? I taught you. It means beautiful ocean. Oh. Beautiful <laughs> sea. Beautiful, beautiful sea. sea. Jen, what is Belmar? Bell's Farm. Bell's Farm, okay. And uh, Moir, W-M-A-R. Yeah, it's uh, Welsh. Yeah, oh, okay. That makes more sense. All right, now we're actually running through Packard Station right now. I might lose Jen and Chip. I hope they don't get on a train, like a downbound train going somewhere. Chip, you back? Yeah, and by the way, uh, we parked down here uh, under the Packard Station, and uh, uh, you had to put quarters in, and it was, uh, I think, a quarter for two hours. Yeah, that's a good deal. I, th I think you're set until August 5th, you put in. <laughs> I'm just gonna let my car live here for a while. It's like very, very happy here. Some people do. Somebody tried to live in an RV in the parking lot. They did stop that. Um, I saw a guy who worked for Google rented a, a buddy old U-Haul truck, lived in the parking lot for a year because he could shower and eat all his meals at Google and he just wanted to save money. And he ended up saving, you know, San Francisco rents aren't cheap, guys. I, I mean, I think they're pretty reasonable. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah, I haven't been out there. I'm just talking out my body. Okay, Janice, I think we see a neighbor. and might want to keep it down right here. Oh, sorry, sorry. You know, it's almost getting close to kids' bedtimes, too, so... I don't, I don't want to be the metaphorical blinking light of the neighborhood. Right, I think Ben Garvey's putting his kids to bed. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Wasn't there a Garvey in uh, Little House on the Prairie? Mr. Garvey? I think you guys know way more about this show than I do. We're going to take a break right now. I'm going to look up character Garvey. I'm pretty sure it's Mr. Garvey, not Steve Garvey, the Dodger. Merlin Olson, Little House on the Prairie. Merlin, I think, like a, a, magician. Like a wizard. Right. A wizard of some sort. I'm looking to see what his name was. Yeah. I'm trying to pull it up. Chip, my phone's too sweaty. This is the main phone we used to record. Sometimes I rely on... It's Michael Lennon, a young... Michael Lennon, yeah. Him, wow. Yeah. And Merlin Olson, IMDB. Yeah, so we're going to look at his credits. He's, he did a lot of commercials, I believe. Yeah, he did a lot. All filmography, right up there. Go back up. All filmography, right, right there. there. We're going through... And then actor... Yeah, he only did 16 things. So. Yeah, he was busy playing football, for goodness sakes. He was on, okay, Petticoat Junction. That's not it. Uh, where's Little House? Little House on the Prairie? Mr. Garvey, Jonathan Garvey. Jonathan Garvey. I stand correct. I want to ask you, Jen, you, since you run, about, you run about writing, you write about running. You do both, kind of. It's weird. But um, the most popular race besides 5K is a... Ooh, I think it's a half marathon. And why are half marathons four times more popular than marathons? What would you say? Um, so I, I've written about this. I wish I could remember. Yeah, what this is called. I'm setting you up. I'm lobbing it, and you're gonna smash it. Marathon is intimidating. Yeah. Half marathon is not. I mean, it is, but it's not as inti intimidating as the marathon. I think if you know a runner, you know that this runner has probably done a half. Might not have done a full. Right. You can also run a half marathon and then not be wanting to die after. Right. The feeling of death after you do an accomplishment for some is fine. For others, is not. I can't run for a month after I finish a marathon, but after a half, I can run in two days. Now, Chip, get up here. Chip was actually feeding a squirrel. Get back here. Yes. I, um, bubbles, I need a you've done you've done a few half marathons, Chip. You've done a bunch of other races. 
uh, this car's not going to hit us. Is there a marathon in the future for Chip Chantry? As of right now, no. I, I'm perfectly happy doing halves. Yeah. What I do is I try to do two halves near each other and then consider it a whole. It's all about fractions. I'll explain it to you some other time <laughs> when we have a whiteboard handy. I gotcha. That uh, makes a lot of sense, right? There's a rabbit right there. We don't want to interrupt him. Yeah, so I think also, like, I remember reading, it might have been your article, Jen. I like, I remember reading. I think you're also something about runners can get the marathon experience at a half marathon because all the hoopla's there, the medals, all the people, right? And in some cases, like the Gasparilla races, there is no marathon anymore. It's just a half. Well, it's four races in, three, in two days. It's a 5K, a 10K, a 15K, and a half marathon. And yes, you can run all four. Wow. I don't, Trip, you're the math guy. Let's yeah. do it again. Yeah. You guys are speedy. Oh, yeah, we're slow. We're slow. Yeah, let's go. Uh, all right, what are we doing here? Uh, we got a, we got a five. Oh my goodness, nice. 5K, 10K, and. Oh my God. Oh, Chip, I, that's too much. I went to do it with a friend of mine, and I made it through the first day, and I forgot that the whole course is concrete, and I aggravated my foot, and I couldn't do the second day. But I think the first day was the 15K, then the 5K. So, uh, Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders like Tampa. I've heard of them. So the Teddy Roosevelt Rough Riders come, and for the 5K they put their bus as a turnaround. There's a whole bunch of Teddy Roosevelt's handing you beads. Hmm. It's Tampa. Oh, they're dressed up like Teddy? Yes. Now, let everyone know, Jen, you went to University of Tampa, correct? I did. That's why I wanted to try that race. I might try it again next year, but we'll see. I just picture it being super hot no matter what time of year you're down there, correct? So. Swamp, you called it? Yes. Yeah, so this day that we're running here in New Jersey, it's like that. Uh, March through November, it's quite hot. Oh my God. All right, so that's the half marathon marathon question I need answered. But another question, I think the three of us, no matter what race you do, Chip, I know you're a very prompt guy. Very prompt. I'm very prompt. Jen, as a writer who adheres to deadlines, I picture <laughs> you being also prompt. So we get the races early, correct? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So you either have to fake stretching like Jen does, unless there's a camera crew around and she gladly does it what sort of anxieties do you have pre-race oh. and i'm going to run to your other side now i'm on this side of jen and chip you think about this question too so uh marathons or all races let's go to the big ones you do okay so my last marathon was the 2016 new jersey marathon uh i did my most of my book tour before it which was not very bright I, uh, in the weeks leading into the race, I had a massive head cold. I had a nightmare so vivid I gave myself a concussion. Wow. So right on, right on training schedule. Yeah, I hurt my foot. And then the night before the race, the manager of the diner we went to stepped on it. Son of a Jerry. So there are a lot of worries going into that. Right. And also the one that I would poop myself, which is pretty constant terror. Now, Chip and I last podcast talked about it. My thing is I tell everyone, whether it's a 5K, 10k ultra marathon you get to the race get in line for the porta potty right away squeeze one out even if you don't have to and that was a mistake i made with this marathon because the race used to have the half and the full start at different times yes not anymore bathroom lines were long check bag lines were long so i checked my bag and then i peed in a bush yep. i did not do number two in a bush because i am a human you're a lady and then I had to go during the race. All right, I hit a left here. 
I hit a lap. Guys, we're gonna interrupt poop talk for one second. Yeah, oh, this is just like where Chip, we run around and there's lots of geese that we're afraid of. We're not, we're not afraid of a lot of things. We're not afraid of long miles, heat, temperature, but geese, right, Chip? Here we go, we're gonna watch this other. Very, yeah, very, uh, very important geese. Oh, you're coming over here too, okay. Yeah, we're, we're really, we're really getting the, uh, this is fun. This is fun, this is fun. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, so this is, a, this is a really beautiful little, uh, sun's hitting it just right too. I'm gonna call it a lake right now. This is Newton Lake. It's a lake. I like how Jen was waiting for a dumb remark by either of us, and we didn't do it. Yeah, I, I actually was. My, yeah. But your comic, our trio timing is off. This is a Camden County Park, just like Cooper River Park is. Um, I run around here quite a bit. It's convenient. It's close. It's not, nice. Not as much goose poop as in other places. Oh yeah, here's some. Here's a lot. Yeah. Chip, pre-race anxieties. Like there was probably a goose race right here. And this was the lineup uh, for the porta potties. A lot of goose poop right here. Your main uh, anxiety is goose poop before a race? It really is. That's what I'm worried about. You know what? My And here's how not dedicated I guess I am as a runner. Worrying about all... I, I, it's all the peripheral stuff that I'm always worried about. Because if, especially if you have a group of people from with my fiance and her... Super fast family. Super fast family. It's like, okay, we have to meet up afterwards. Where are we meeting up? Uh, do we have to do this? Do uh, we have to get there? And It's all the logistics. The, the running part is actually, for me, the part that you don't have to worry about. I joke around that first few marathons I did, I didn't talk to one other single soul. Because if you have headphones on and you're not running with anyone, you can just go and have a very nice experience of completely being by yourself in the middle of 30,000 people. I'm gonna throw you one, one more. You can almost do that anywhere on earth. Oh, I didn't know that. Just not talk to anyone and have a wonderful day. And if you work from home, you never really have to talk to anyone like I do. Jen is a uh, professional freelance writer, correct? for almost 12 years full-time. And you like it? I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's like any other job, except that this one doesn't have benefits and you have to pay them for your, pay for them yourself. But I also get to run whenever I want to. And you get to hang out with Emily. I do. And um, when I hop in my Jeep and go to the mountains for two weeks, nobody can yell at me for doing it. Ah, that's great. What mountain, what mountain would Jen Miller go to? She needed to get away. I'm going to Blowing Rock, North Carolina because, gang, Breaking news, hashtag. Oh my goodness, we're breaking a story, Chip. You ready for breaking story? Did it, 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 did Master of impression, Chip Chantry. I'm going to running camp. Running camp? What the? I almost... What the? Is that like space camp, but with more gravity? That's what I'm guessing. Are you getting paid? I'm writing a story about it. Yes, of course. Jen Miller, Motivated by Money. Name of her next book. Hey. Kidding, of course. For the love of running. I'm writing a story about adult running camps. I have not yet told the camp that I am coming. Do you have to? I do. Because I'm going to be interviewing people who are there as to why they're there. Right. Who they are, what kind of runner they are. I did a treadmill class when I was in Chicago. I didn't tell them what I was doing because I didn't interview anybody in the class. Right. That story is yet to be published, but it will be soon. Oh, cool. I also wrote a story that's coming out. I tallied up how much it cost me to train for and run my last marathon. That is fantastic because... I mean, of course, you just have to pay the marathon fees, new sneaks, maybe a couple pairs, the 18 weeks of training. But there's so many tangential uh, costs that you must... Uh, did you keep a nice tally? I did, but I don't want to say any more. No, of course not. We're going to have readers guess how much it cost. Chip. I know it. I'm just going to call it right now. Why don't we each make a guess, and then we'll have Jen back on, All right. and then we can see who is closer by, by Price is Right rules. Okay, yeah. What is your guess? $83,000. I'm going to guess $1. $1. Oh, 
I'm gonna so win. I'm going to camp and then I'm going camping. I go pick up my tent from REI tomorrow. Nice. But uh, I'm gonna be in the Blue Ridge, so. That's hilly. I drove the Blue Ridge Parkway last year. That was my, oh my God, I just finished this book. I need to go away. Hello. Hi. Hello. I did not know what the Blue Ridge Parkway was. I found it on Pinterest. Yep. And I drove it, ran up a mountain, ran down the mountain, ran down another mountain, fell down the mountain. <laughs> so hopefully I will not fall down the mountain this time. How far is Collingswood, Philadelphia? Uh, I believe it's a whole five miles. Yeah, so. It's a 10 mile train ride from my house to Ethan Market, 10-ish, depending on what Paco's doing that day. So let's say you have to go into Philly, a little book tour, a little boozing. Just hop on Patco? I sure do. And uh, I hate driving in the city. Yeah, who doesn't? Because I also don't want to park in the city. I did a trail run with uh, the Philly Runner Maniunk store on Sunday. Oh, how did that go? Great. Was it Forbidden Drive or where'd you go? No, it was uh, harder than Forbidden Drive. It was on the trail trails. Oh, ooh, where's the trail trails? Yeah, I, I used to take Stanley, our little dog, on uh, the trail trails up there. Uh, we did more hiking than running, but uh, beautiful up there. Well, I tried to think about the last time I had driven into Philadelphia and I could not remember. I'm a big fan of public transit. Oh, dead bird. Dead bird. I will take Patco deeper into South Jersey the other way because, listen, I love driving my Wrangler long distances. Especially in nice weather, right? Yeah. Take the doors off, take the windows off. Take the motor out and just push it. Off. Oh, hey. Uh, hey now. Um, but I don't like driving like two miles. Yeah. So I will sometimes take Patco. Collingswood has a bike share program for $25. They give you a bike that you keep in your house. Oh, what? Wow. Chip, now. You have a similar bike share story, Chip. I was just telling you that we just signed up for the Indigo bike uh, thing in Philadelphia. It's $15 a month, but you don't get to keep it in your house. This is $25 a year. A year? What kind of bike, Judd? Um, well, it could be whatever you want. So I had a racing bike once, a 1970s racing bike. Uh, I had a three-speed, and I went to take the three-speed in, and I had a choice of a whole bunch of different bikes, including a tandem bike. That'd be nice. That means that's just like you looking to pick up a fella. Yeah, get on the back of my bike, man. Like, I don't know, she's in the market. Oh, wait, she's a tandem bike. Oh, that's what I would do. You know what, I would, I would go for the cheap version. I'd go for the $15 a month version of that and just get the unicycle. <laughs> um, my bike I ended up picking is a, is a single speed twin cruiser and they added a basket to the front. Yep. And this morning I rode it to Wawa. Very nice. We're gonna take a little break here. I think we're gonna complete this loop, right? We're coming up here. Yes. Hey guys, we're back. Uh, we just did a series of high fives. Let Jen jump in on the high five. She's pretty good at it. I mean, Chip and I are great at it. She has the highest fives of all of us. Yeah, I mean, she has good vertical. Chip, your vertical's not great. My vertical's just bad, but it's more about the high and the fives. Are we going to do street? Okay, Jen's telling us where to go. There is, as you can probably hear, there's a jet engine, jet plane flying overhead of us. I think we've hit every single form of transportation. Every noisy form of transportation. The boat was not out today because the towns do have boats uh, for rescue because sometimes kids go out on the ice and fall. Kids are stupid. I think we've learned one thing about kids. I am a heartless spinster, yes. so I don't know what else you would expect. No, friend, you're cheering as they're going under the ice. Now, Jen, we were just talking as we were uh, high-fiving 
about a kind of race where you have a time limit and you can just go out and do as many laps as you like. And I think that's kind of a fun thing because it's one of those things where like, I do one, I feel great, go do another. I do one, God, I feel like crap. I'm done, right? So which one are you gonna do? I'm, uh, I think, I think I'm gonna be doing labor pains, which is in Reading on the Sunday of Memorial Day week. Oh, no, Labor Day. Labor, Woo! labor Day, Labor Pains, right. Because you didn't want to go into Memorial Pains race. You weren't in shape for that one, right? I should be going back in time for that. Right, right. Uh, my coach is doing it. And I asked him to pace me, and he's like, I'm running a 50K. And I'm like, oh, you're going to be there. Crap. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to try for marathon distance. Nice. And if I feel good, I'm going to try for 50K distance. Right. Unless I fall on my trail run, that's coming up because I've done that a couple times. I'm doing the double trouble, which is a 15K or a 30K. You can pick which one you want after you finish the 15K. That's double trouble. That's in uh, Morgantown? Morgantown, PA. Chip, have you done a race like that where you just get to get a time limit and head out there and just kind of... I have not. It sounds like a lot of fun, though. It is fun. Yeah, I, I want to give props to maybe the best, I guess you would call it, timed run like that is uh, back on my feet in Philadelphia that uh, a lot of people, Jen, we know, do it, organize it, and run. It's for a great cause. Helps uh, homeless people, uh, raises money for... Um, they run with you. Uh, they get tr job training, uh, sneakers, and basically they learn kind of like a work ethic to help them get back into uh, the working world. How, how far did you run when you did it? I did two. Uh, well, I did three. The first one I did as a team. And, you know, I ran twice around for part of the team. So that was, uh, you know, 16 miles. And then I did Lone Ranger, and I did 50 miles. <laughs> Yes, it was the fort catcher. Much like a dream catcher, it was the fort catcher. Should we run here, guys? Yeah, start running again. Yeah, the thing is, Chip, you can just set up a little tent. You do a loop, 8.5, do two, do three, and then when you're tired, you take a break. And the big thing is you have to stop and eat. Right. So it would just have a little tent. I'd go in there and just, like, eat like you wouldn't. But you don't want to eat, but, you know, you have to gag it down because it's hot. It's in July, and it was in the 90s both times. And then I did the following year. I also did 50. And I said, I'm in marathon shape. I am not in ultra shape. Yeah. So that was good enough for me. Because the time commitment is, training is a little wild. I'm reading a lot of books about it. I, when I'm in North Carolina for running camp, then I'm going <laughs> hiking. Hiking camp or just hiking? Just hiking. You know, hills are alive. Ah. Yeah. So my, my goal, my plan is to run and hike this however far I'm going to get. Because I have 12 hours. I think I can cover 26.2 miles in 12 hours. You can, and you can do a nice breakdown, you know. Do 13, take a break, fuel up. Chip, what camp are you going to this summer? Uh, I'm actually going to bicycling camp. Bicycling uh, camp. I'm going to get the training wheels off this year. I'm, I'm, I'm making it. Chip's afraid of, uh, uh, what is it, forward motion on two wheels, correct? Is right. Anything that spins, as, as a matter of fact. <laughs> now, let me ask you this, Jen. You uh, are going to running camp without spoiling anything. Can you tell us, so wh what's a day look like at running camp? Do you know? Wh what are you going to be doing there? I, I believe we're going to be running. <laughs> right, okay. Anyth anything else? Just just a constant, just a constant perpetual motion? <laughs> it's with a pro running group. Um, they're going to have coaches there. They're going to have lectures on nutrition. They're going to have gait analysis. Gait analysis? Gait okay. analysis. Um, all sorts. It's specifically geared towards marathon training, which I don't have a fall marathon, so we'll see. Doesn't mean you can't run 26.2 miles. This is true. But I'm, you know, we, we live in a dorm. I just bought new pajamas. With the other sorority sisters, Phi Beta Kappa, or just... I, I don't know if it's mixed gender dorms. Um, I bought pink flamingo pajamas just because I want to be... The That's safe, safe bet, right? 
And um, there's races, they'll take you into town. I mean, I'm gonna have my car, so I guess I could go into town whenever I want. Right, right. And um, are you planning on being the bad girl of running camp, or you yeah, think you're gonna wrangler? Like, anybody want to ride in my Jeep? She's oh, smoking, smoking cigarettes with a tent in the back, <laughs> yeah, and a one person sleeping bag. I'll make room for two. Yeah, she... coming <laughs> to camp. You got it all figured out, Jen. That's uh, that's I mean, there's really if you think about it, there's a business around every like hobby, right? Everything that you enjoy doing, if you really want to get into it. There's someone who's who's there, whether it's a running coach, which a lot of my friends do running coaches. Well, I think I was his first client other than his wife. So right. it's not a formal arrangement, although he now is an RRCA coach, Gerard Pescatori. His company's called Sweat Equity. Oh, I see him. You retweet him every now and then. Yeah, sure. About qualifying for Boston. And then she was at that Boston. Oh, geez. Don't I interviewed her again after. They interviewed her the next year. And then uh, he helped me out with some coaching as a favor. And then he got his certificate. And now he coaches two of my friends. Three of my friends. I'm sorry. He coaches three of my friends. Does he coach Katie? He does. Katie's a mutual friendship. Don't act like you know her, okay? Right, no, I'm not going to try to jump in on that. She's anymore. very nice. You'd probably be good friends with her. She just started her New York City training. I'm very excited for her. Great. And is her husband, is he running? Jim is a runner. I don't think he's a marathoner. He watches the baby. He does. They've done in 24 as a team with back on my feet a couple times. Yes, that's where I see, four years I did it, I saw Katie there and hung out and that was a lot of fun. All right, are we coming up to your house? So. so I think we're gonna end this segment and when we meet you again, I think we might do a junk miles first, Chip. So drinking, drinking with Chip, Jeff, and Jen. What do you think of that? Call it drink miles after that. Drink miles? Yeah. Drunk, drunk miles, junk miles. That seems a little more, you're the comedian, right? I apologize, I'm not the poet. Not the poet, all right. We're gonna end this segment right here. And we're all wiping our faces with shirts. Uh, each other's shirts. I'm using a sock. All right, jump off. Then we're back, people. We're walking. We just ended our run. We had to stop because one of us is feeling uh, the effects of the heat. I'm not going to say who. It's me. Um, but uh, we were just talking about life in general. And then we were talking about books and, you know, talked about Jen's book, which is fantastic. Jen, where can you get running a love story? I mean, pretty much everywhere. Yeah, it's anywhere books are sold. Um, it's in a lot of running stores in the Philadelphia area, actually. Right. Nice display. Philadelphia Runner, all the running companies of South Jersey, had, you know, Haddonfield, yeah. Bedford, all that. They are all carrying it, which is great. Um, I'm a huge fan of independent bookstores, so yeah. I actually, before you guys came over, they called me to say my, my book I ordered was in, but you can get it anywhere. If you would like a signed copy. Yes, most people would. Go to jenamiller.com. That's J-E-N-A-M-I-L-L-E-R.com. Hit the contact form that goes right to me, oh. and I will arrange to wow. sell you and ship you a signed copy. And if uh, Twitter, how would we find you on Twitter, Jen? Uh, by Jen A. Miller. It's my byline. B Y J E N A M I L L E R. And you used to be Jersey Shore, Jen, right? I did, I Back in the day when I started following you. Still own that handle. Look at you. It says, Go to by Jen A. Miller. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, we're crossing a big thoroughfare here. That that sound you hear? This is um the mighty. Cuthbert Boulevard. Cuthbert Cuth Boulevard. That's a mouthful, you know. It really is. Cuthbert Boulevard. Yeah, I think we're almost ready to go. 
My uh, friend lived off of Cuthbert Boulevard in Westfield. Westmont. Westmont. That's it. Yeah. Look at me. Jeez, I don't want to. I'm just going to put this right here for a second. Uh, I'll get it on the way out. Of Hattown. Oh, okay. It's the neighborhood of All right, to the Kelly family of uh, Westmont. Hello, I'm in your town. Okay, now we're going to go into, this is Tom Fisher's Tavern. Um, should I keep this on? Why don't we settle down first, then we'll come back on. All right, so I'm going to take a, turn it off for a second and right back on. It's what? Oh, Jersey tomatoes. Jeff, you familiar with Jersey tomatoes? Yes, and they're more delicious. Pennsylvania tomatoes, not to like to give you an idea. Pennsylvania tomatoes are horrible. Okay. Jersey tomatoes, delicious. Delicious. That that's the distinction. Okay, that's good to know. That that river makes a difference. <laughs> it really does. So we're we're talking about books, and uh, how to order Jen's book. Uh, I just read a book, and Chip thought I was bragging because you know I read a book. It's nothing I do a lot, but um, it was about. Um, Exploring the Amazon. English explorers exploring the Amazon back in the 1800s. The river, not the website. Yes, the river. And it's fascinating because, you know, the, the marathon, I mean, the uh, Olympics are coming up soon. And everybody's scared, you know, Zika and all the viruses. This book might as well have just been called There's Never Ever a Reason to Leave Your Country and Go to Brazil. Every animal, every tree, every insect's main goal in the Amazon is to kill you. See, um, a lot of people have been sending me very worried emails or texts of, Are you going to Rio? I had actually started the process of trying to get a press pass to Rio or an assignment with somebody. Um, thank you. Thank um, you. But because it takes a while. And then I sold my book and I thought, I'm going to want to be home for that. And not dead. You wouldn't be scared being a reporter, journalist? I would have, re I would be a little bit worried. Oh, we're going to do a cheers. Okay, cheers. 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 Running. Uh, chunk Miles, cheers. I'm drinking. I need to drink and talk. Um, I would have concerns. I, like, when Sandy hit, I was invited to stay at a hotel with all the reporters. And I thought about it, and I was on the, yeah, I was, mm, and my dad called. He's like, you're not going anywhere. So I was like, okay. Um, but I'm actually going to be camping during the Olympics, and I'm trying to time my places to come out of the mountains to the marathons and the 10,000 and the 5,000. So, no, I'm not going to Rio. Chip, as an athlete, uh, are you looking forward to the Olympics? I am, and I know that Jen just said that some, some of her listeners, some of her family members and friends were worried that she was going to Rio. I actually have people uh, contacting me, uh, encouraging me to go to Rio, which is, uh, I think, a little twist on that. Uh, I don't know why, but they just seem very excited for me to attend the Olympics. So they're basically saying, don't get shots, just right. go there, kind of kind of just free, free style, go there, don't really act like you you prepared, just go have fun. Forget forget the mosquito nets. Uh, just wave your wallet around all willy nilly. Explore areas that maybe locals would say don't explore. They say they say go to Rio, go off the beaten path, Chip. Like you're a hostel, like you're a college kid, right? Going around. Just backpacking across. Sure. How about you, Jeff? Are you uh, sure. are you are you planning on going to, to Rio this year? Uh, I don't go anywhere. I go to Pennsylvania and New Jersey, back and forth, back and forth. Just you and you ship tomatoes back and forth, is it? I know. It's a it's a side business. It's a tomato trade side business. Letting people pee, I know about good tomatoes. No, I don't go anywhere. Um, 
because of kids, and um, and I really not like you know have grand plans. I traveled a lot. Well, your one daughter, you said your one daughter has changed herself to the foundation of the house, and that was three years ago. <laughs> is that right? So you really can't really yeah. go far. Yeah, she likes it. She likes it at home. Um, I love the Olympics. I love. I like to track and field, as you would imagine, Jen. I would think you would too. But I love all of it. But here's the thing: I don't necessarily always root for America. Um, I have interviewed a lot of these American athletes, yeah. so I feel like you're not supposed to play favorites, but you know, you're watching the trials, and I was like, well, oh, I was watching the trials with my mom, and I said, I've interviewed her, and I've interviewed her, and I've interviewed her. So uh, I have to say, I'm pretty much Team America. I was a big fan of the Lithuanian, was it the Lithuanian basketball team back in 94? Yes. They the tie-dyed, uh, yes. they the tie-dyed, I was a big fan of Lithuania back then. I am going to be a fan of the refugee team, because there's a lot of refugees oh, who don't, I think yeah. there's 10 or 20 of them, so um, there's always great stories that come out of the Olympics. I mean, look at the Olympic, the trials of the 10,000 meter of the guy who had the long hair and the backwards baseball cap and the sunglasses and runner's world just did a great big story oh, did they i just got runner's world yesterday i didn't look because i watched it that was uh the gale and rough race yeah so but they did it online with a writer that they have who i like very much and i'm not just saying that because he came to my book event is what kit fox um went out and had a couple beers with him and um it, that's a great name it's yeah kit fox so kit fox it sounds like like the main character of a children's book well you know it's weird a, a young fox is called a kit Oh. Yes. Is that a nickname then? I don't. I don't know. Um, I knew Kit online, as as we tend to do, and then I met him in person at the Fifth Avenue Mile last year, and he's, you know, like, looks like a regular. Does he look like a fox? No. 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 Um, he looks like a regular runner, and I think he won the media heat in like a five something time. Wow, that's fast. Super fast. Yeah. I just like, hey guys. You know, that kind of guy. So. If I was super fast, I'd have such an attitude. I would not be like, hey, guys. I have an attitude now, and I'm a very mediocre runner. But uh, it's a great story, and those are the kind of things that come out of these. You know, yeah. it wasn't a story that anybody sort of knew in advance was going to happen, but people watched it on TV, and this guy has hair, like, down to his chest and looked like a stoner from a 90s movie and had just qualified to run in the trials, like, three weeks before or something crazy like that. So. Now, you're a woman. Would you ever run with your hair down? Like, to get the experience of this guy who runs with his hair down. Wouldn't you find it very annoying? Uh, uh, he runs with a backwards baseball cap. Yeah, but doesn't his uh, hair flow, yeah, like, uh, down? Like, wouldn't it just, I don't know, I just... I, I was at a running conference recently for women's apparel, running and fitness for women, and the logo was a woman who had her hair down. And I'm like, that looks really annoying. Now, if you want to be really annoyed, when you watch TV shows... And anytime somebody is quote-unquote running, look at their outfits and look at their hair because it's ridiculous what they wear. And it bothers me so much. Because they're so well put together? Is that what you're saying? Um, no, because they run in... So, like, do you ever watch the show Suits? No. no. Let me guess. They wear suits when they run. Is that... I don't know. They do, and they're lawyers who talk very tensely at each other. Uh, okay. And this one guy's supposed to be, like, the best lawyer in the world. And he's a hot guy with a corner office and a hot car and hot girls. And he went running in, like, a cotton hoodie <laughs> and swish pants. And I'm like, and bright white sneakers. And I'm like, no, dude. Nobody no. no one, even in the coldest of cold, no one wears a hoodie running. It's ridiculous. And if they do on TV, then you're like, you're not a real runner. And you might just be a shill for some sort of hoodie company, correct? Absolutely. That's what I, that's what I would do. I try to corner that market. Yeah. It's sort of like when I get the Nordstrom catalog. And let me say, I'm a loyal shopper at Nordstrom. And they show people, quote-unquote, running in, like, a sports bra and long tights. And I'm like, that's not how that 
works. Yeah. It's really not. Um, what would you be, besides track and field, what else do we like about the Olympics, Jen Miller? Um, I happen to really like volleyball, um, just because I think it's interesting, and my one of my cousins played volleyball for a long time. Um, I Beach volleyball? I like both. I'm a fan of both, um, and I also... See, here's the thing. I love track and field, and that takes up so much time. I'm a winter Olympic person. I like the ice skating, I admit. And I like the crazy skiing and stuff like that, so... I, I, when I come out of the mountain to watch, it's going to be all track and field. Chip, if you could, you had a year to train for any Olympic event, really had the top coaches, uh, nutrition plans, everything like that, what do you think you'd have the best shot of, of doing? What event? Hands down, uneven bars. That's, that would be my... Because nobody would expect it. That's what it is. I'd come, I'd come out of the blue. Yeah, you, you're pretty sure you know what the uneven bars are? I would I, I assume they're uneven. I don't know much about it. I've never seen the Olympics, but I assume, is that what happens? It's I think it's, uh, yeah, they're bars, they're, they're not even, and I think you do a lot of, like, I know you're afraid of spinning motions. I, really I think you, There's no heights, is there? I hope, I, I, I need to stay right on the ground at all times. Here's something. When they do the rings, the giant rings, you know, some of the male gymnasts are tiny. They're, like, 140 pounds of nothing but muscle, but they're, like, four foot eight. They need their coach to help like give him a little lift up is that the most adorable thing it's a beautiful thing i have interviewed a lot of professional runners um i've met meb i rent meb wow yeah i i went running with molly huddle they are well for a story not like hey molly let's go hang out they are pocket people yeah yeah meb's a petite fella um I don't, Desi Linden might come up to my shoulder. Um, Molly is so small that she had a hat on, it covered her ears. Like, Oh, that's adorable. But they're, but they're, they're just built, they're not yeah. like. They're, they're other creatures. Right. Run it, runners, top line runners are like, you know the movie Avatar, the blue people? Yeah. It's like you come up across, it's like you go to Portland and there's this race of super tiny muscular fast like you don't even see them they just run through the forest they're just there they're just there wow as my dad said all professional athletes are genetic freaks yeah because you have to be to be that good and they're just the teeniest people i've ever met in my entire life that are not children because i am a heartless spinster right yeah i'm just i'm just looking up on my phone now all of the the events summer olympic events uh this year and uh oh some were just removed Uh, so baseball and softball or not new. I don't know how. I'm, I'm looking to see how how recent this. this yeah, That's pretty recent. Pretty recent. So uh, some possible events, but you would that can't that can't be. Oh, because they would be. They would have been in already. Like wakeboarding and oh wushu. What is wushu? Do, do we know who wushu is? Yeah, I'd probably ask Greg Gethard. He's the master of uh, sports that no one knows about. Right. Uh, oh, there's a BMX. What is the sport? I know it's a Winter Olympics. Where you ski and then shoot something. Biathlon, I believe. Is that the biathlon? Yes. It's basically to test like yeah, your, how you can slow down your heart rate. Is that really what it is? Yeah, so it's like ski, 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 which is like the hardest thing to do, you know? And then how quickly you can slow down your heart rate so you can focus and shoot a gun. So it's like testing both of your super and fast and then like slow down and relax. Can I bring this full circle? Yes. Are, are you biathleting? No, um, I did not. You don't have a rifle with you right now, do you? No. Okay, good. Um, I did not go to Collingwood High School because I did not grow up here. However, my cousins did. Gym class has archery in it. Oh, my God. Wow, that is a... Guys, I'm going to turn this... 
a new bar in Philly. You know where I'm going, Chip? Uh, no. Oh, yes. Yes. Can you guess? They throw... Axes. Axes, Jen. There's a new... Hatchets. Hatchets. Yeah, hatchets. What? Yes. I was asking a insurance friend of mine, like, what the liability for that must be. And he goes, I can't even imagine bringing that to my boss to be like... And I believe there was already a fight outside of the Philadelphia hatchet throwing bar. Would you go to that bar? Um, maybe with protective armor on. We're in, uh, what's the name of this bar again? Tom Fisher's Tavern. Tom Fisher's Tavern. They just turned on the music very, very loud. Yeah, they, they just turned on, uh, somebody just put on the jukebox, uh, the Beatles, Why Don't We Do It in the Road, which is a very, just a very interesting, uh, choice for, if you're even going to pick anything off the White Album, it's going to be this one. Not my favorite song off the White Album. Not at all. I, don't, I can't believe it would be anybody, but somebody in this bar must be their favorite, they must be their number one pick. Yeah, you know, originally that wasn't called the White Album. It was just called the Beatle. The Beatle. I did know that. Yeah. Yeah, it took me forever to know that because I remember someone's like, well, on the album The Beatles, like a real Beatles nerd, and he didn't want to call it the White Album. He's like, on the album The Beatles, track number three. And I'm like, oh, shit, what album's that? And then I'm like looking around, and then I, I figured it out. Yeah, it's The Beatles. you're a smart guy. Yes, that, and um, I thought I knew a lot. Beatles tri- National Trivia Championship in, what, 97? Yes. Um, you are friends with uh, Philadelphia legend Johnny Goodtimes? Oh my God, did you see that? Jen, is he wearing a shirt? He is. I have been to his quizzos. Yes, we all have, I think. I was actually supposed to run a Johnny Johnny Goodtimes quizzo last night, but I had a, I had a last minute comedy show I had to do, so I... Uh, I have friends who are good friends with Johnny Goodtimes, but I'll ask you that off air. Oh. Now, getting back, this is just going to keep going around. You were busy last night, Chip, because you had a little engagement. You you were you were opening. I know you like to headline or middle, but you did open for what was this comedian's name? A uh, young upstart named Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Wow. Are you familiar, Jen? I, I might be. You know, when I was an intern for a news service in Washington D.C. Yes. Uh, I was staying in a dorm, and the resident advisor, or whoever they call them now, said, uh, "Hey, you want to guys guys want to go to a comedy show?" And this was in like 2000. They say here, and it was a Chappelle show that they taped for uh, HBO, and it was way before he became who he was. Really? Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's yeah. my Chappelle story. It's not as impressive as yours. He's, you know, he's, and he's great. I know that's, that's that's a fun story though. We I, I opened for him two years ago in Portland, and then I got to open for him last night again. Uh, but hysterical, and um, back in 2000, he was hysterical oh, as well. It, they had lighting issues, so they had we we waited for quite some time to. And um, I have to say, we were in a historically black neighborhood, and there were some girls from Texas with us who are walking into the theater going, wow, this is weird. I'm like, just like, come on, guys. Yeah, try to be silent for the next two hours and don't say a word until we leave, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm a pretty generic white girl, but, you know. That's your name of your next book, correct? I think it should be, Pretty Generic White Girl. And I've said that to people because I get a lot the, I know you, and I'm like, no, you don't. You, You do look like a couple of my friends. Yeah. Although, at the starting line of the New Jersey Marathon, somebody looked at me, and I'm like having my pre-marathon freak out, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially because my foot hurt and all this stuff. And the poop and the foot. and the... Right, and all this. And she goes, are you Jen Miller? And I'm like, ah! And it was, she meant you, Jen Miller, not another Jen Miller. She meant me, Jen Miller. Wait, and I just looked this up, and I'm, once again, I have my phone out. I apologize. I just looked this up. Wait, was it, were you at the Killing Them Softly uh, taping? I, I believe I was. I mean that's that is a that is a groundbreaking uh, comedy special. I mean I've seen it a, a million times, and I believe that was shot in D.C. in 2000. That seems about right. Yeah. Wow. wow. 
listen closely for like a Jen, a Pat and a Jen Miller laugh. Yeah, yeah. When it was so good, and it was like the setup was totally weird. Like, here's some tickets to some comedian you don't know. Yeah. And he just came out and killed. And after they fixed the lighting, yeah, it was great. That's like that's like my story about when I saw Pete Yorn at CBGB right before they closed. I was in New York to write a story about Fashion Week of all things, and my friends had driven from Philly to New York to see Pete Yorn's last show at CBGB, and it was so way sold out, way sold out. And I said, well, we'll look for scalpers. And I'm like, yeah, and it was raining. Like, there's no way I'm going to get a cab. It's fashion week. And I said, listen, if I get a cab, we'll come down. We'll have a drink at a bar near there. And I step out of my, out of the fashion show, and there's somebody stepping out of a cab. And I got right in, and I get down to the show. And this is when you're texting on, like, flip phones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, they say, here's your ticket. And I went, what? And they said, they just released 10 tickets, and we bought you one. So I saw that show. One of the Ramones came on stage. That's like that. That's one of the Legendary Maurice Ramon or uh, Sandy Ramon? I don't remember. Kenny Ramon. Yeah, I've seen Pete Yorn in concert a lot. Most recently, this spring at the Stone Pony, he was wasted at this show. Wow, I I think the Pete Yorn album that came out, maybe it's his first one, I believe it was. That is such a great album. That's like a, that album as well. There's not a bad song on the album. Really, it's a really good, it's a good pop album. Yeah, I bought that uh, when we moved into our first house. And I bought that at the same time I bought another album, Ben Lee. I don't even know who Ben Lee is. I do. I remember that. that Breathing Tornadoes album. He's Australian guy, isn't yes. he? He did the, uh, the, the, the last year or two years ago, he did the living room tour where he would go around and yeah. play people's living rooms. Yes, Mike Doty just did that. I saw Mike Doty actually right around you in Ardmore. Uh, saw Mike Doty. Mark Doty, what band was he with? Mike Doty, uh, Soul Coughing. One of my favorite Mark of all time. Mark once played, Mike, jo- Mike Doty, I'm sorry, once played a show at the Haddon Heights Dell. Oh, outside. I was there. Were yeah, you there? I was there. I was there too. My buddy Ben and I were there. He had. It was him and the guy with the uh, cello. That is a mile from my mom's house. That is in Haddon Heights. At, oh, that's where my buddy Ben lives in Haddon Heights. That's how I knew Haddon Heights. See, my mom lives right by that park. It was. It was a great concert. We had a really good time that day. And that park features in my book because I trained for two races there. Okay. So there you go. Read the book, Running a Love Story, and you'll find out more about that park. You'll find out more about Jen's mom, who's also a runner. You'll find out more about Chip's friend from Haddon Heights, who um, went to a, a concert by... Mike Doty. Mike Doty. Not Mark Doty. Not Mike, 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 Mike Doty. Doty. And by the way, before we, we, we run here, uh, one of my favorite songs just played. I don't know if you know that. Uh, does anybody, can anybody name the song that just played? Oh, I wasn't paying attention. It was, uh, it was Fearless by the band Pink Floyd. Oh. Uh, metal album. I know side two of metal. Okay. The one song. One of these days, one of these days yes. I'm going to, yeah, that's that's my second favorite Pink Floyd album. First being? I will go with The Wall. Okay. I know it's standard. I'm not a huge Pink Floyd fan, but I love The Wall and I love uh, metal, yeah. but I never really listen to much else. Like, I'm not like the early Sid Barrett guy or anything like that. I, 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 like, uh, I think I'm an Animals fan the most. I love The Wall, but Animals is great. Dark Side is kind of like, everybody loves Dark Side. It's, it's fine. Yeah, I'm not a big Dark Side fan. I find it a little too low-key, you know? Well, let me take a sip of beer. Take that sip of beer real quick. That's it's a nice sip you're taking there. Oh, really enjoying that beer. Yeah, this is a Brooklyn Summer Ale. Chip and I are always looking to get beverage sponsors. Our first run we did, oh, yeah. we were stopped by V8 uh, people, street team, and they were handing out V8 Energy guys. Yes. Not, it's not called Energy Guy. Energy Plus. Energy, yeah, something like that. Energy Plus Super Drinks, and they handed them out. We drank them, Jen. We enjoyed them, and we expected an endorsement deal. I haven't heard back yet, so cross your fingers. Well, let me tell you. 
um, we are not far from Flying Fish. The uh, founder is a Rutgers Camden grad like I am. I got my master's degree there. And the hottest race I've ever run was the Flying Fish 5K. It started at 10 a.m. and it was like this. And I didn't stop sweating until I jumped into the ocean that night. Hey, did you do... Now, I read your, you know, I read your book. You and I have done similar races. You were at the super hot New Jersey Marathon, or no? I technically was. That was supposed to be my first marathon. Okay, that was... But I got hurt, yes. and I went anyway, and went to a Kentucky Derby party the night before instead, and then laid on the beach. It was like 90 degrees. It was horrible. It was my second New Jersey Marathon, and I really thought, like... My friend's wife is a nurse at the emergency room in the area and said they, they, they said that, yeah, they had to bring to another hospital because they said they just couldn't keep up with all the heat exhaustions. Wow. Yeah, it was at the end of April, beginning of May. It was, it, it was, it was yeah. good, high 80s. Was Nobody. I did great. It didn't bother me at all. No, oh, it's fine. I literally thought I was going to die, like mile 18. I was like, I could just stop. But I think I read in your book once where you're like, you had a bad marathon. You're like, I or a bad half, and you're just like, well, I can't, I can't get, get a, home. I can't get home. Yeah. Right. The reason you finish because you can't get a cab or a subway where you are, and you're like, I just have to finish. Right. The, the only way to is through. I mean, the easiest way to get back to to my mom was to, <laughs> to finish the race. Yeah. 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 Do it. And Jen, you also described you might have gotten some uh, running is controlled what? Falling. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Because you're just hurtling your body in like a falling motion, but you don't fall because you run. Well, I, I fall, but I mean, not most people don't. Most people are uh, much better at it than, than I am. This is a great song. This is The Who. Yes. Very early Who. Uh, one of my favorite. When I was a kid, Little Jeff, The Who was his favorite band. Okay. Yeah, Keith Moon. I kept, I bought a wallet so I could keep a picture of Keith Moon on me at all times so I had something to put. I didn't have any money, young Jeff. But I wanted to keep a picture of Keith Moon with me. Was he still with us at the point? Uh, no, he died like two years after I got the wallet. Okay. But, but, you know, you get the little kind of the things you put like your little classmates' photos in. Right. Probably girls, if you were asking for girls' photos. Or, or, or Keith Moon. Or Keith Moon. So I had like, you know, girls like Melanie, Maura, Kayla, Keith Moon. So it was pretty nice. So, uh, I still have that little photo of my pen pal from grade school. And I have tried thinking about tracking her down because that that would be fun well you're a journalist reporter how from okay do you, do you know his or her name her name was samantha i don't remember her last name right, so samantha b samantha b yes samantha b from illinois if you're listening let's try to uh, get a hold of you well i would say that she had some tragic 80s 90s hair in the photo like the bangs like the bad bangs so i kind of want to see yeah what samantha's doing these days That'd be pretty cool, tracking down people like that. It's much easier to track down people when you, uh, in this day and age, with Google, whatnot. If you want to pay for it, you want to hire a private investigator, what have you. I did a story a couple years ago about Jungle Habitat, which was a... yeah. You're that was one of my favorite stories that you did. Think Action Park. But um, it was a Warner Brothers safari, Ooh, wow. and I and I went. I worked with the librarian in West Milford, New Jersey, which is a tiny town, to go through all the local paper archives about every story about this place. And I found letters to the editor, and I tracked down someone who worked there as a teenager through Facebook. And she said, "How in the world did you find me?" So I don't use my maiden name anymore. I said, "You do on Facebook." Yeah. 
and I interviewed her. It was a great interview for the story. Was that exciting when you tracked her down? You're like, this is her, and... It wasn't so much exciting that I tracked her down. It's that she responded. Yeah. She's a realtor up there, so she had her realtor website, and she was like, I can't believe you found me. And I don't, I don't do a lot of that kind of work, so that was my big investigative story of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how would you describe it for Chip, just to nutshell it, like... Well, yeah, like what the 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 place you investigated. So um, it was a it was it's actually off the Appalachian Trail in the tippy northwestern corner of New Jersey. Okay. It was open for three years. Right. Safari Park. The first weekend was so crowded that cars were like stalling, waiting to get in. Then they were stalling in the safari. So you're talking about like 1976. These big jalopies. They're telling people to turn their air conditioning off. It's about 90 degrees. Right. The monkeys were jumping on the cars. <laughs> Love it. Love monkeys. And so Warner Brothers pulled up stakes in three years. It was a, you know, one of these things that came to town to save the town with tax money. And then it started, you know, the animals were escaping into people's <laughs> yards. And then Six Flags opened. So they, they decided what well, we want. And this is Warner Brothers. So like, right. like Bugs Bunny and, and all that stuff. And they said, well, we want to do rides. And they're like, well, you can't, that's not the deal here. And um, they left. It was a whole big thing, and they just, they found elephant carcasses up there. Yeah, it got pretty sad. But all the animals just left, and then they just ran down in New Jersey and stopped, and they built Great Adventure around them, the Great Adventure Sorority Park. Yeah, people who didn't, right, they're like. Here's the great thing. You can go in there. Like, the local mountain biking group is building single-track trails back there. So there's actually a trail race up there. The cages are still there. Um, there was a guy living in a Winnebago. Oh, yeah. Chip, would you like another one, Chip? Yeah, I'll get one more. Okay. Thank you, Jenna. It's, it's, the crazy, it's the craziest story I've ever written, and it was just there. I read about it in Eric Nuzum's book about ghosts. Um, he uh, works for Audible now. He's fantastic. And it was about like haunted places, and there was this mention of this place called Jungle Habitat, and I said, Jesus, I gotta go there. And I wrote a really long story about it. Yeah, I love, I love abandoned amusement parks, uh, Russian closed down Russian towns, all grown over, over scared. It's so much fun. Stories take so much time. Yeah, I would imagine, right? I I reread it. I actually just sent it to my agent because we were talking about something else. She's like, "Oh, Oh my God, Jen. You know, it was it was a lot of time and energy and, you know, but they're great. So, but I only do one a year because it just takes too much. So, Guys, I think we're going to uh, we're gonna finish our beers, have another one. But we're going to end the podcast right now because I think it's getting a little too loud right, to meet them. Some, some mid-80s Clapton playing right now. That, Cla- that, that is this Clapton? Is that, who, this is Eminence Front, The Who. Oh, I apologize. That's right. I'm thinking of... What Clapton song? I'm thinking of a Clapton song yeah, that he like, sold Miller Lite to or something to that. I say, to me, this is the world's worst Who song. For some reason, everyone licensed it for commercials. It's so god-awfully boring, but people seem to like it, and commercial people like it. They put in a lot of commercials. So, Jen, thank you so much. So, again, Jen Miller... You can reach Jen at by Jen Miller. Jen uh, A. Miller. Jen a. Oh, don't do by Jen Miller. Jen A. Miller. She does not like it. Just, ooh, ooh. Jen A. Miller. Sometimes we like to end with with a quick tip for running. Uh, would you? And on our tips, I'm going to be honest, are usually not very good. Fairly off base. Not helpful. So since you are sort of an expert on running, if you could give anybody a running tip, could be about anything. What, what's one tip that you could give our, our listeners? All right. So. This year, New Jersey Marathon, Broad Street Run, it rained. Yes. People said, what do I wear in the rain? 
I said, whatever you trained in in the rain. If you didn't know what you trained in in the rain, you need to train in the rain. Wow, that's great. And running in the rain is awesome, yeah. right? I agree, but you know, oh, I went on the treadmill in the rain. No, you got to run in the rain in case you got to race in the rain. Another tip like that, wear less than you think you should. Yeah. Or wear something that you're not afraid to lose forever at the beginning of a half marathon or marathon. You just can throw it into the crowd and be like, goodbye, nice long sleeve shirt. Oh. And races will collect those and, and donate them to charity <coughs> I really I like to whether I'm hot or cold I just take my shirt off and run bare bare chested through most races I just find it's best for everyone it helps my gut to flap a bit in the breeze right, kind of, right. the sound is kind of calming as I it's like a metronome boop, 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 boop. Chip what do you have coming up uh, just uh, follow me at Chip Chantry. Uh, do, do that, and I'll let people know. Yeah, a lot of comedy shows coming up, right, in the area. Any comedy shows for you, Jen? No, but the bookstore, the bookstore, ha, uh, the book tour will be kicking back up in the fall. The only thing I have confirmed right now that I can share yep. is that I will be speaking at the Collingswood Book Festival on October 1st in lovely Collingswood, New Jersey, which you heard about uh, during our podcast. So we will see you then at the Collingswood Book Fair. And uh, I am doing nothing, so um, you can look at for me nowhere doing nothing, which I'm really good at lately. That's kind of my thing, just even kill. Yeah, and also look for our good friend Ben Garvey, uh, who was I really I guess would say our, maybe our second guest on. Uh, yeah, yeah, co-guest. Yeah. Oh, besides Carol, our third guest. Current guest. <laughs> third guest. Third guest. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Chip. Hey, thanks, guys. I really appreciate you coming to New Jersey. Yes. Thank you, Collingswood. Thank you, Collingswood, and Hadding, any of the Haddens. Haddon Field Township, Haddon Fair, New Jersey. <laughs> Goodbye, Haddon Field.